Here's what you missed on Buck Sexton with America Now. It's about the American people succeeding if Trump succeeds. Well, how's that all going? We've got somebody who's going to weigh in on this now. Michael Goodwin, New York Post columnist and Fox News contributor. His latest up on NewYorkPost.com. Despite his missteps, don't consider Trump a failure just yet. Michael, great to have you back, sir. Thank you, Buck. Okay, you say not a failure yet. Well, let's let's first just get it out there because you're going to give us this the sunny side of things, the silver lining, the, the the bright future that still may lay ahead. But what do you see as the missteps? Because you've been somebody who's on the Trump train. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I think that uh, the, the latest, the biggest being Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting uh, with the Russian lawyer. Um, I think in hindsight, even he has acknowledged he would have done it differently. And I think that was a tacit admission that it was a mistake. I mean, look at the trouble it's brought. There's a report that uh, Robert Mueller has contacted the eighth person in the meeting, uh, a Russian real estate developer, and asked for an interview. So that means Mueller is looking at the meeting. Now, that is a significant development. Um, I think there are other examples, too. Uh, um, I think that the president... uh, has damaged his own credibility with some of the tweets. Uh, anytime he goes after people personally in the tweeting, I think it's uh, he's punching down. The president of the United States should not be punching down to uh, even Mika Brzezinski or anybody like that. Um, the, the other one, I think the, the, the big one really is the effective or ineffective operation of the White House itself. I mean, I have never seen so many leaks coming from the West Wing. Um, You have a lot of clear differences being played out in the media. You know, it's almost as though uh, different parts of different newspapers and media organizations have different sources who are competing with each other to to badmouth the other side. Um, So when you hear reporters, and I have heard reporters talking as though, uh, they cannot believe the vituperation in the White House and the rancor and the bitterness and how openly people are expressing it uh, to the media. So I think that is a major issue, that the White House itself still does not seem to be settled. It doesn't seem to be focused. It doesn't seem to be united. And if it's pulling in different directions and people are undercutting each other, can only imagine, uh, you know, how the impact of that plays out in terms of something like healthcare, where you get uh, the president uh, out on a limb and just not be able to bring the Republican Party with him. I mean, Before I push you, Michael, on telling us how you think this can all get fixed and and how America could, in fact still be made great again, I guess. Pardon me for uh, for borrowing from the campaign there. But uh, how do you apport it? So we're going to talk about the positive side of it and, and how things can be turned around in a second, everybody. Don't 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 uh, don't worry. Um, but how do you apportion the blame for the health care debacle right now in terms of Trump vis-a-vis the Congress? Because I I said at the start of the show today, Trump is the, Trump is selling the deal, but he's not the guy constructing the deal. That's up to Congress. So I think it mostly falls with Mitch McConnell and before him, Paul Ryan. But I want to know what your take is. I completely agree. Um, there have been some criticism that the president uh, wasn't deeply involved enough. Look, uh, Barack Obama was very involved in Obamacare. Look what a disaster it was. I don't think, uh, particularly, look, this president, this is not his area of strength. 
he was a Johnny come lately to healthcare. Uh, so I, I think that, that that he's supposed to be the detail man now. I think is wrong. He is selling. He is trying to bring the Republican Party together and try to get it to unite around wherever there are 50 votes. That's what he did in the House with Paul Ryan. Uh, wherever there was a majority, 216, he was going to be there with it. Uh, the same in the in the Senate. So I think he is leaving the details to others. He is not trying to get senators to vote for something they disapprove of and en masse. He's simply saying to Mitch McConnell in this case, where are the 50 votes? Bring me that bill and I will try to sell it. We're speaking to Michael Goodwin. He's New York Post columnist and Fox News contributor. He's got a piece up right now. On NewYorkPost.com, despite his missteps, don't consider Trump a failure just yet. Let's talk about that. Not a failure just yet means he can still succeed. Michael, how does that happen starting right now? Well, look, I think that some of the things we're talking about, I mean, remember, Buck, when the House was failing to get Obamacare through and then suddenly they did, there was the, you know, the great uh, celebration on the on the uh, Rose Garden because the House did what they thought it couldn't be done. Now, if the Senate were to pull a rabbit out of a hat, I think that the mood would change dramatically. But look, I, I think overall, my point about uh, not counting Trump out is that nothing that's happened has foreclosed the promise of his presidency. In other words, Everything that he talked about, raising the economy, bringing back uh, manufacturing jobs, uh, taking better so that trade deals uh, work for the country, so that the budget works better for the country, so that the military is stronger. None of that has been stopped. None of that has been permanently knocked off track. I think it's taken longer to get these things moving than it should have. But I think the regulation movements alone, uh, Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, I mean, these are all positive signs that will pay dividends for years. So this idea that the whole presidency is a failure and, you know, he's coming apart at the seams, there are days when it feels like that, but that is not the larger reality. Michael, what are your thoughts on uh, the, the press getting so upset about these uh, on or off-camera briefings? I mean, we had Sean Spicer talking about this. Let, let's just hear what he said, and then I want your reaction. So- we brief every day, um, right. and the question is: I think for some individuals, uh, they want it. They want everything on camera every day. And as you know, like today, the president's going to have several events on camera. He's going to have the pool involved. Um, and so on days when he's going to be doing uh, big events and making major policy initiatives, it's obviously much more important to have the president's voice carry the day. Uh, and so we'll engage with reporters throughout the day. One of the things that, that people don't some, sometimes appreciate because of the way that they get it is, you know, we're here very early in the morning. We stay very late at night. We're engaging with the press all day long, doing interviews like this, communicating with the press. And then we do do a briefing every single day. Um, I think for a lot of folks that they're more interested in getting the clip, uh, you know, to, to put right. on the Internet, to put on their news. And, and we're not we're, we're interested in making sure that we communicate with the American people, that we give the press an opportunity to get their questions answered. I, I think Sean uh, Spicer is on very strong ground here because I think it is. I think a lot of people are looking for that viral anti-Trump moment in the West Wing these days. Absolutely. And look, uh, the, you know, I think it's it's instructive that. Uh, press secretaries from previous administrations, both Democrats and Republicans, have publicly publicly advised the Trump administration very early on and during the uh, transition period even, don't do these things on television every day. It's not necessary. It just becomes a 
a show and a, and a cheap way to attack the president. I mean, the questions become accusations when they are on the camera that way. So it, it, is, it is at the end of the week you have had, what, several hundred accusations thrown at the president and then one person trying to fend them off like, uh, like a batting cage. I mean, that's hardly, I think, uh, helpful to the president. And look, this is not a First Amendment issue. Nobody is saying the media can't write or say whatever it wants. It's just the White House saying we don't have to you know, put our head in the, in the dunking pool every day to satisfy your audience. Michael Goodwin of the New York Post and Fox News. Great to have you on, Michael. Thank you for your time. Always a pleasure, Buck. Thank you. Follow us online at Buck Sexton on Twitter and Instagram.